seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland. Uh, Hello and welcome to the Bayern Celtic podcast. My name is Lawrence Donegan. And I'm joined this week, as I'm joined every week, by my good pal and co-host, Mr. Remy McSwain. How you doing, Rem? I'm all right. I, I think you must have blinked about six times trying to get it started there, but uh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm uh, pretty good. Yep. Uh, before we crack on with the show, a lot to talk about. Uh, we better introduce the other co-host, Mr. Paul T. Eighteen eighty-eight. How you doing, Paul? I'm uh, I'm I'm very good, Lawrence. Of uh, a dozen reasons to be happy today. Hey, uh, <laughs> no, go on then. I've I missed something this morning. What's happened? Well, you have. Look at the league table. Uh, what are we? What happened yesterday? <laughs> the uh, you start Hagen. I am still in Copenhagen. I I I will come on to that. A couple of games to talk about. I actually did we did we play last Wednesday? I can't even remember now. Did we play? Oh no, we no, played last Thursday. We right. Thursday when you were there, obviously. I, no, no. in Carlsberg. Aye, that'll be right. Actually, I'm not a big beer drinker, but uh, I really enjoyed the old beer in Copenhagen. It was excellent. Uh, so that was a bit of a revelation. But we'll come on. Uh, Realise there are people now listening to this podcast. Have just all went bloody hell. You were at a game. I know. So uh, you're going to talk us through the game. It's going to be uh, amazing. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, Actually, it wasn't a great, uh, great view. Uh, we were penned in quite low. Nice wee stadium, though. Uh, penned low uh, down one side, uh, so hard to see. Um, Celtic scored at the other end. Um, the uh, And the Celtic fans were behind the end. Uh, both goals were scored up the other end. So, uh, But cracking wee stadium. Good... Uh, they did well, actually. Uh, uh, it was quite quite noisy, uh, quite good display. Good uh, the disco lights aren't up to our disco lights. No, no chance. But uh, quite good, good occasion all round. But we'll come on to that in a bit. Uh, start with uh, yesterday's games, uh, games, game. Um, although you kind of you're bound to see games now, because it's that kind of it's that stage of the uh, hilarity. Uh, Celtic three, Kilmarnock one. Uh, were you there, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was there, sort of nervous for the first few minutes, but uh, soon settled in it after that. It was another good win for us. Um, you were there, Rem, yeah. I see some pictures. I, I, I was. Uh, I, uh, I had a bit of a disaster yesterday. I left my season ticket in the house. Uh, had to, uh, had to go to the ticket office to get a temporary ticket to get in, and uh, I thought I jinxed it when I, I walked up the stairs, and as soon as I I could see what was happening. Kilmarnock got a penalty. I was like, oh no! So uh, after that, as Paul said, it was all right. Uh, but it, it was, um, in fact, it was a great day out yesterday. Uh, great. What was? What, they're always great days out. Anything special? Well, I, I think I'm. I'm quite enjoying this sort of playing at the same time as them again. Oh, it's brilliant. I, and uh, okay, it was only it was only twenty five minutes, but you know when you heard they were they were two one up. I, I think just oh well they're going to win three or four one now, but the roar that went round the stadium when when uh, St Johnson equalised it, it must galvanise the team. I know they pretend they don't know what's going on, but it, it was fantastic and it, it was a real boost to the atmosphere. And you know once we equalised, I think there was only one winner. 
The uh, I suppose we'll get on to the game. Uh, the team was uh, Forster and goals. Frimpong. Oh no, yeah, well it was. We'll go back. We'll we'll play a back five. Frimpong, Simunovic, Julian, Ayer, Taylor, midfield of McGregor, Christie and uh, Christie and Rogic. Uh, and then up front, Edward and uh, Griffiths. Um, three five two is the system de jour, isn't it, Paul? That's it. I I think it's good to have the flexibility. We obviously didn't play that way on uh, on Thursday, but uh, I think when that seems to be the team that's or the system that's been most effective at the moment, and the team look like they're enjoying playing that way as well. The the, the two wing backs are getting a bit of freedom and. The two up front are just phenomenal. Griffiths was just, you know, I'm kind of almost eating my words. I think when you asked us at Christmas time if we thought Griffiths was finished, and you know there was no evidence there at that point to say that he was going to come by the way he has. But my God, he was! I thought he was brilliant yesterday. It's probably one of the better games I've seen him ever play for us. He looks quite fit, doesn't he? For him, fit, sharp, uh, committed. You know, all all the stuff that you want him to be that he's not been the last couple of years. Uh, for you know, for for understandable reasons, uh, I just thought he was absolutely head and shoulders. I thought he was fantastic yesterday. Probably he didn't even get man in the match because there was. So, I think McGregor had a good game as well. But I genuinely, the best I've seen Griffiths playing at least a couple of seasons. I know I thought he was really good. Uh, no Brown, Rem, uh, McGregor in that holding pivot role. He looks. I just remember that spell. Brown was out for two or three months, and McGregor played there. Uh, do you fancy him there? Do you think long term? Yeah, I, I thought McGregor had a cracking game yesterday, uh, particularly defensively, which he's he's usually not great at. When he, he got a shocking booking of the, by the hopeless Clancy yesterday. I mean, he, he was never a, a booking he, he got, um, but I thought McGregor had a really, really good game. Um, sort of Christie because he's, he's been off it since he came back. I thought he had a good game. Uh, I agree with Paul. I thought Griffiths was a good game, but I, I thought Edward was head and shoulders above anybody. Apart from his finishing, so some of the things he did yesterday were just out of this world good. Some of his touches and flicks and passing was was unbelievably good. But I mean, I, I don't think we had a failure in the team yesterday. But Edward was a man of the match for me yesterday. But I think that's great that we've got that, all that many players playing really well that we can actually say who was the best player in the pitch. You know, um, rather than it's standing out dead obvious to everybody the uh the my one fear of mcgregor in that position that you know just physically is he up to it you know well, might he get pushed off the ball but um but against a team like kilmarnock they, they was, it was odd they played with two up front so actually while i'm on it i was thinking that uh i think aberdeen played with two up front uh yesterday i don't know if it was a 4-4-2 they played kilmarnock played with a two up front uh, i wonder if um you know you know lennon set a trend Three five two back in back in vogue in Scotland. Well, Kilmarnock actually played five at the back. They played five three two, and it it worked for them for a while. But y- you could actually, I mean, they'd played extra time on Wednesday, and they they must have been gutted the way they went out of the Scottish Cup. And you could see them visibly wilting once we scored in the second half. Their pressing completely dropped off, and I I think I had, they hardly crossed the halfway line in the second half. They, uh, they, they, they were, they're, they're well organised, they're stuffy, they're hard to beat, but I think once we equalised, I think everybody knew we were going to win. The, um, I suppose we'll start, uh, was it a penalty, Paul? Was it four minutes it was, something like that? Actually, they had a chance before that. 
I, I think the one before it was a penalty. Uh, I think it was Simunovic. This ball came in for the corner. I think him and Christie were up for it, and there was a handball. Oh, aye. definitely a handball. Uh, so I would, have, I would have said that was probably a penalty. The one that they got, uh, yet the challenge was a penalty. But I think it's been fairly clearly proven with the TV pictures that uh, Brophy was about a yard offside when the ball went through him. So you know it probably shouldn't have stood, but it would have been harsh. Given, the, I think the one before it was a penalty, but you know the, the linesman. That's uh, the north stand side linesman, not kind of singling him out, but he was atrocious yesterday and atrocious to the point. Atrocious to the point. Uh, it wasn't really that difficult to work out where his allegiances lie. Really? <laughs> he was absolutely shocking. Both off. Oh, he, he disallowed a goal for Griffiths. It was never offside, and and the shy that he he gave to Kilmarnock from a yard away. That Clancy even had to overrule him. He was he was absolutely brutal. That guy. No way was he up to that job. Uh, was it was there a foul throw or something? Oh, do you know what it was? Well, it was I, a foul throw as well. I the, for, we we gave away a foul throw. Uh, the because uh, the, the uh, my uh, usual service is they've been the Celtic TV have obviously got them. This was put out. The, I think I mentioned this. These disruption of service things. So you so I'm having to watch. All these games with the other clubs uh, commentators. So it was Kelly TV yesterday. <laughs> they were uh, they were at Tom Black and White. Uh, <laughs> very good. They are at Tom commentator levels of. Uh, oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, uh, well, Tom commentator levels of you know, just, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is just bias. Uh, but you sent it to us this morning. That that Tom commentator clip. Tom Miller, is it Tom Miller, the Rangers TV boy, after the game yep. at uh, in December? Uh, how bad does that look in retrospect? Eh? It's quite funny. Yep, uh, it's 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 been doing the rounds again in Twitter. Oh. It's uh, it's hilarious. Uh, it's the the usual uh, them counting their chickens too early and uh, it blowing up in their faces. And it's a uh, I can't. I'd love to say I feel sorry for them, but I don't. Um, here, um, so that was come on a good penalty actually. Uh, we'll come on to the game in Copenhagen. Well. Uh, hit it well. You think Brophy... No, Brophy's not good enough for Celtic, is he, Paul? No. No, he's... Uh, um, sometimes he's not even good enough for Kilmarnock. Uh, Aye, that's true. <laughs> Aye, he gets... Uh, he's on and their team, but... Oh, listen, it was, a, it was a good penalty. It was a good... You know, he's he's, he's got to place it well to beat the, the kind of penalty guru, uh, Fraser Forster, but... Uh, yeah, he took it well. As I say, probably shouldn't have been a penalty, but... You know, no real complaints about it after all it happened a couple of minutes before it. The um, it goes to show the kind of level the team are playing now that we went one one nil. I actually kept the, the game on, uh, Remy. The um, really, I did. I did he turn it off because we were getting beat. But uh, the uh, totally confident. Uh, well, if I'm a commander fan, I'm I'm happy that we've scored. But after f- what four or five minutes, and about six minutes or whenever it was, it's too early, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately for them, it, it was too early. Um, I, I think the the great thing was that, that when he scored, the league race was back on. Oh, was it? Oh, I missed all nah. that. <laughs> because it? obviously, um, the, the mighty jails of uh, Brazil, nineteen seventy, were uh, winning at uh, McDermott. But I think ninety seconds later, it all changed. And uh, I mean, the. the, the the crowd got a wee bit nervy, and I've said before it's really? probably better away from home just now. Oh, aye, it's 
we didn't fire for about 15, 20 minutes. I, I think part of the problem was the, because of the, although they're used getting used to the system, I think the, the changes and the people in different places or positions, it took us a wee while to get going, but once we hit our stride, it, it was a it was a real party atmosphere and, and we created so many chances yesterday. It was unbelievable. The uh, I, I can't get my head around that. And I tell you, it kind of infects... I noticed that yesterday, you know the boy from The Athletic who does the Celtic? I can't remember the guy's name. Devlin or something. Kieran Devlin. Kieran right. Devlin. So he tweets out after the penalty, uh, that is catastrophic defending from Simunovic. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you need to get some kind of perspective here, mate. Catastrophic, yeah. uh, and that's it's that kind of attitude that infects quite a lot of people. You know, we don't. Celtic doesn't have a divine right to roll these teams over. I mean, they don't have to kind of lie down. Um, and I don't understand. Was it? Did you sense it getting twitchy, Paul? No, I, I see. I think the Athletic spent all the subscription money on the English writers. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much. <laughs> oh, that is brutal, <laughs> by the way. But the uh, the no. It, it was nervy, only because it was quite unusual. You know, we've not really been in that situation that many times at home this season. A couple of times, maybe, but certainly that early losing a goal. It was. I think the good thing was it was so early because you know you could sort of look at it and go, well, we've got eighty odd minutes to get back into this game, and you know we never really looked in any trouble. It wasn't like they put us under any period of sustained pressure after they scored. The best five minutes in the game led to their goal. You know, that was that. Attacking-wise, they did more in the first five minutes probably than they did in the rest of the game in an attacking sense. Uh, so, no, I, I do get the point that, that Remy's making. No, there is a, a degree of nervousness. I think there's a degree of harshness as well where the crowd get right in the back of people. Uh, and it, there was a couple of misplaced passes quite early yesterday. There was obviously people who weren't quite used to playing in the positions they were in. It took a, you know, it took them to get a second breath before they could actually produce anything. And, you know, I think the crowd need to back off a wee bit at times. Uh, I, I totally agree with what Remy says. It's it's no like that away games. The away games, it's just you know constant get forward, score. Everybody's behind the team. The away, the home games are you know I don't know if it's cosy, still a hangover for the the Rangers defeat or whatever, but it doesn't quite feel the same just now. It, it, as soon as you get into the stride, it, it, as Remy says, it's part of the atmosphere, but there's definitely more. Uh, nervousness at home games or is that away games? The um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the goal. Ayers goal, 28th, 28th minute. Remy, can you talk me through it? I can't even remember it. Now. I know it was a. Yeah, uh, he did. He, he came from a ball, came to his feet, and he, he swept it in and, and uh, deflected, looped over the looped over the command keeper. Uh, quite a nice finish. Not as good as his goal last week at oh. uh, Petodri, which was. Uh, a cue for pandemonium um, because well, I nice think we, that nice we cut back to Julian as well yeah, I think Julian you know, cut it back centre half snap situation he sometimes you think they're, they're just going to blast it towards the post but he looked up saw you're standing and, and cut it back their, their defending was atrocious incidentally but yeah, uh, yeah well that's, uh, that's Julian also he's got the same amount of goals as Ryan Kent but now more assists in the league <laughs> Is that right? I saw something to that effect this morning. Is that true? I just thought that was somebody taking it. Ah, he's got no no assists. He's got no assists in the league in a year, and there are actually goal goalkeepers with more assists than him. I tweeted out yes, I tweeted out this morning. I think Simunovic and uh, Julian have had more assists in the last twenty four hours than Kent's had in a year, but Kent still leads on tattoos. 
the uh, they I tell you what they are two quotes and quotes biggest asset. I mean, how is who's going to buy the, Who's going to take Ryan Kent off their hands? Well, somebody in the championship in England will buy him for aye, two for, million. He's worth. Oh my god! But I mean, I, I need to ask you, Lawrence, after you bummed up, is Michael Beale still on holiday? Because <laughs> you know. You, you, Hypothetical question for you. Uh If if you were, let's say, in the market for a move to manage a club that you played a long time for, and you felt that one of the ways to curry favour with the owners was to buy an absolute hoodie off them for an inflated fee, you know, I'm not saying that's what happened, clearly, but it's it's quite interesting that £7 million for that did is we've talked about what, what Liverpool went subsequently and did with that £7 million quid. Well, uh, oh, God, what a deal they got. Well, Fantastic. If, yeah, I'm, if I'm the Liverpool owner, I'm looking at that and going, well, I'm not going to trust that. He's not becoming a manager. I wouldn't trust him with our money. Yeah, I know we were talking about it before we come on, Lawrence, and you haven't seen it yet, but he did a an interview in the Daily Mail yesterday with Danny Murphy, which is basically two ex-Liverpool players reminiscing about the golden years and how everything improved from the start of Hulier. But but it's basically him saying that you know he, he's that's where he wants to end up as a Liverpool manager. And there's not a chance that the is it the Fenway Sports Group you call Fen- Fenway. Not a chance there. Yeah, they're not taking him back just because of. He was a great player for them. Not a chance. Uh, no, because those boys are... It's all about data, analytics, stats. I mean, that's their modus operandi. They just fired their manager uh, who won the World Series in 2018. They fired him over some cheating. He was the boy who got caught cheating at another team. I mean, those boys are ruthless. Absolutely ruthless. Um, so they're not taking... Yeah, I mean, there, is, there is one great... He talks about how the, the team the Rangers didn't play that great but then he watched them in a training session the next day and they were like Brazil you know so we got one of the, the great analogies all the players are like Juventus players and Ronaldo and all that stuff but he, they trained like Brazil but I, I think they probably edited out the bit it was like Alan Brazil after a night <laughs> at Cheltenham the, uh, very good the uh so anyway, so one one, I and then the score, the the St Johnson goal comes through. So Pat, had well, it was we one nil when it was, it was one right. nil when the St Johnson equalised, and that 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 fired the stadium up, uh, and then it was one way traffic. Uh, after that, uh, it was only a matter of time. I thought we played quite well, uh, as you say, uh, Paul. I don't think there was any. I'm still not sure. I think I don't for some reason have teams worked from Pong out. I mean, I, I I know he got the better of his man a, a couple of times, but it seems to me that he's not. It's not the, what's the word I'm looking for. He's not attacking with the or not getting being allowed to attack with the flair. I mean, the dominance that he was earlier that he had earlier in the season. Well, I think the fact that they, they had a five at the back and it was clearly five at the back yesterday probably didn't give him a lot of room. Uh, they almost they had a guy that was permanently out there, you know. Because uh, they had extra cover in the middle, albeit that extra cover was Kirk Broadfoot, which doesn't amount to much. So, uh, <laughs> the, the I, I actually thought he came in the game. I thought he, I thought maybe more in the second half. Lawrence, I thought the first half he had a couple of decent runs, a couple of good crosses in the box. What the second half he got a lot of room, uh, even before the red card. Uh, I know we'll come on to that, but uh, yeah, but I thought he, I thought he did okay. I'm still, he, he doesn't look a hundred percent fit yet, which. Given he had quite a, a nasty injury what, four weeks ago, almost understandable as well. And 
you know, that came a, come a wee bit loose on that one. Uh, and uh, on the other side, Taylor, how would you how would you rate Taylor? Um, I thought he was all right yesterday. I thought uh, again the frustrating thing with Taylor continues to be that he'll not take a man on. He's cuts back every time. Uh, when he does get in behind the defence using his pace, it's always off a pass. He never goes past, you know, takes the ball past a player. He always kind of, somebody plays a ball in for him and he, he'll slide it back. But uh, I think if he could add that to his game, he'd be a really, really good player. I think he is a good player, but I don't think he's quite at the level he needs to be yet. I think he's he's still got a bit to get coached into him. The, uh, I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on whether or not he's willing to do what Forrest did and improve his weaker foot. Um, because he has to, he doesn't have the pace to take a guy on down the outside. He, he needs to have the ability to go both ways, the ability and the, the confidence to go both ways. Uh, and I think, I mean, Forrest has always been a great player, but when he got stronger with his weaker foot, uh, I think it really, he, he jumped up significantly as a, as a player. And I think Taylor. You know, because he is, he's clearly a good player. Um, and he's, uh, the games that we're playing, there's a lot, he has to play that more advanced role. I mean, he's natural, I think he's a natural defender, but he's going to have to learn that advanced role. And f- for that to, to work as well as it can for him, he, he needs to get strong. I mean, he is, his right foot is Rem, it's, it's just for standing on, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh <laughs> The previous incumbent was was like that as well. Ah, that's true. But uh, he he had pace I, and strength and power though. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, he was a far better player. I'm not. I'm not comparing the two. But I'm just left-footed players. Uh, and speaking as a very poor one myself, tend to be very one-footed. Uh, it's no excuse in the professional game anymore. He needs to get better, and he needs to get better. Full stop. Like Paul says he, he can't. He can't go past a man. Um, I. He's, he's more defensive than attacking, which sometimes at Celtic Park doesn't work to your favour because you're not, not asked to do a lot of defending. Uh, he's he's doing okay, but right now he's not the long-term left back for me. Really? I tell you what. I mean, where's was I don't think was uh, Bollingoli on the bench yesterday. He was on the bench, but was I mean, he? He, I don't think he's a long-term left oh, back either. And Johnny Hayes certainly isn't. So we bought two left backs. It looked okay for a wee while, but I, I think we need another one for next year. Hey, uh, um, I don't think that. Need to, need to be really improve. He'll need to really improve. Well, I, think, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a. I actually think he's a good player. I think he's certainly at SPFL level. He's he's absolutely fine. He's he's a you know he's good enough. He'll do a job for you. All that stuff. But yeah, he's no. He's no. There's no signs yet. He's going to step up a level. Uh, he's he's not quite playing in the system the way that you expect him there. I say good getting forward but he, he needs to add that you know whether it's through through trickery or or as you say well it's just the fact of being able to do something else with his other his standing foot then that'll help him but yeah he's 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 not got the versatility just now. Um anyway certainly good enough for, for yesterday. Uh second goal a tap in for uh, Edward again. I can't. Re- I mean, I watched it about four times, and I can't remember what Taylor happened. Taylor had a ball in the back post. Samuinovic headed it down, That's and right. Edward scored a very un-Edward goal. Yeah, uh, stabbed it in from about two feet off uh, Broadfoot's face. I think it was or chest. Broadfoot was on the line, but definitely Edward. You mentioned McGregor's defending. That that was the goal that came from McGregor winning the ball back. That's I think right. lost the ball. And then McGregor ran 30 yards back, won it back, laid it off to Semenovic, who played it forward, 
and then continued his run to get to the back post. So, for that point of view, it was McGregor that started that one off. Um, and it's actually I've seen the day uh, Rem where Edward wouldn't have been in the six-yard box, so it's quite accurate. exactly, actually. yeah, yeah. But it's a very un-Edward goal. Uh, I, mean, I kind of, I mean, you usually see a nice uh, side foot placed for he, he scuffed it. Uh, he beat the keeper at the ball, he scuffed it in, and it hit Broadfoot and kind of trickled over the line. But uh, it's good to see him scoring goals like that because he, he needs to he needs to get the tap ins as well as the the fantastic goals uh, like he scored on Thursday night you know it was a brilliant finish but uh, a goal's a goal you know Larson Larson would get any part of his body on to get the, the ball in the net and uh, it was a great it, it was a, a good striker's finish yesterday for us Aye really good I, I, there's no appropriate time but I just when you mentioned I know Simunovic but uh, Julian I, again same Thursday as well I thought he was really he was our best player on Thursday I thought Um I thought he played really well yesterday. He's really, he's beginning. I think it's well, like one he's he's kind of almost not unlocked Scottish football, but I think he kind of gets it a little bit, and he's kind of up for the physical challenge. He's clearly a decent ball player, a decent footballer. Certainly in a Scottish context, he's a fantastic footballer for a centre half. But I think he's uh, physically he's he's up for it now, Paul. Yeah, I think uh, we mentioned. I don't know if it's the last time or time before that we talked to quite a bit about Julian and his troubles with big physical centre forwards. I thought he had a really good game up at Aberdeen last week playing against that big lump main who, oh, who put, just tried yeah. to, to get in his face at the whole game and I know he's he's a kind of poor man's Cosgrove which is bizarre <laughs> as, as it sounds but uh, poor man's poor man's Cosgrove but uh, yeah I think Julian if he, it's the concentration thing we've talked about that before if you can keep that concentration level that he's been shown in the bigger games and do it in every game uh, he's, he's he's a fantastic player he really is he's, his vision in the pass is good as well uh, I, I really like him but the, the three centre forwards basically were all pushing forward yesterday and there was quite a, for once quite some quite decent analysis on Radio Scotland about it after the game they were talking about it in, in the context of you know you're trying to defend you're set up to defend against Celtic's forward line. You understand the midfield's going to push through, but suddenly, suddenly you've got the three centre-halves pushing into the box as well. What do you do? And I think that is the way we're playing just now. The three of them are getting a bit of licence to come forward. Uh, no, really good. Um, still not a fan of Ayer, Rem? Uh, he's, he's, I mean, brilliant goal. Uh, he, was, he was awful in Aberdeen until he went to right-back. And I kind of feel for him a bit because he's not a left-sided centre-half. Uh, and that, I said to you before, that's one of my, my problems with the three is we don't have a natural left-sided player in the three. He was poor in Aberdeen. Um, but when he went to right back, he played really well. And the goal was tremendous. An, an absolutely brilliant goal he scored up there. He had a much better game yesterday, but he was I thought he was pretty poor in Copenhagen. He did his traditional go-to-ground for no reason and get nothing. And, you know, he's been playing centre-half now for three years and he still hasn't learned to stay on his feet. Uh, and he needs to learn quickly. Um, well, I think it's... Uh, he, did a, he did it a few times in Copenhagen. He was actually playing on the side of the... Well, for the first half where um, where we were sitting. He does he does go to ground quite a lot. But I think it's because he's got really long legs and he thinks, well, I, I can get that. Um, and I did get... The, yeah, but a lot of times he doesn't get it. In that and, and well... 
the other thing is, actually, I don't know, some, you might be able to correct me. I was, the boys sitting next to me were just talking about uh, pace. And I kept, something on social media and said that uh, somebody had been talking about Frimpong winning all the sprints. I say it was Brown and McGregor were doing a, it was a daffabet thing. So, you know, when they ask, you know, who's got the worst wardrobe and who picks the music, or the worst music, and who's the quickest. And I thought they said, well, Frimpong certainly, but the, the boy sitting next to me said that Ayer as well. That doesn't sound right, does it? And when he gets ahead of steam up, he can shift. I mean, you, you, you saw the, the goal at Aberdeen. He ran, he ran 80 yards to oh, finish by, it. By the left way. Oh, the Aberdeen for about 15 yards in his oh, way. It was Considine. Did you not see it? I mean, it was more than 15 yards, by the way. He was, he was torn out. Try to be kind to the guy. But, I mean, he's an Aberdeen legend, so there you go. But, I mean, I just, I mean, even McInnes said that he, he ran by him like a racehorse. And he said, as soon as I saw him going past me, he said, I knew we were in trouble. The, uh, uh, it was a, it was a Ayer, Ayer has the ability, right? But he has to become more consistent defensively, and and, and I don't think playing left side helps him. Do you know what? As well, Natko, I I I get what you're talking about, Remy. It's not he's not natural there, and uh, and that's any awkwardness that he has. I, I think it comes from that uh, that he's just not a natural uh, your left footer, um, and I don't think I don't can you teach yourself. Uh, it's uh, it's it's hard for him. I do I do get it. Um, but again, I think he's been a he's not been at Julian's level this year. But he's, I think he's a he's an established Norwegian international, and they're going to pump Scotland soon. So, uh, you know, underestimate him at your peril. Uh, I'm be quite interested to see uh, Haaland running it to oh. Scotland. I think that, I think that could be quite amusing. By the way, did you see that goal he scored for Dortmund last week? Oh, yep. Jesus, the first touch. And he scored, scored one. He scored one at the weekend, but it was with his left foot and from inside the box it was a great finish. Like that boy looks as if he's. I mean, he was only nineteen million euros. What? And, uh, he he looks as if he has got everything. Oh, unbelievable! The first touch. Well, for the city, I know he scored twice, but for the mm. first touch, and against that's not against any mugs, by the way. I mean, PSG. Yeah, I think PSG fancy themselves this year for the Champions League. What a finish! And the, um, the, the noise when the ball hit the net was was just superb. I mean, he, he looks he really does look a phenomenal player. And that, that you know, I, I might I might treat if they, if Scotland get through and it is Norway, I think I might I might watch that just for the the comedy value. I thought you could see I, I might go, but that would be something. No. Scot- oh no, it's in Norway for a start. Oh, is it in Norway? Oh, we got to go there. I went to, see, I went to go and see Scotland at Hamden, so there's no chance I'm going to Norway. There's absolutely so I don't so we've got to get we've got to beat Israel and then we go through yeah, the final. They play they play they play the winner of Norway or in Serbia. Well, tell Away. you or Serbia or not? Have Norway got to go to Serbia? I or, think Norway are at home. Are they? I think they look like a proper team. Uh, who's the boy? Um, Ayer, I saw Ayer on his social media. There's another boy. I think the midfielder who's just gone to the English signed for Sheffield United from somewhere. Uh, for twenty five million, he looks a player as well. Stephen oh. Johansson, no, aye, right, that'll be right. Anyway, so two <laughs> one half time. Uh, the Huns have dropped two more points. Party time at half time, Paul. Well, well, I think I think Remy and I were having similar conversations with our respective pals, and it was wasn't so much party. It was it was kind of looking ahead to next year in terms of who 
who the new Rangers manager is going to be and what what version of Rangers is going to be there, because uh, you know they're in they're in major trouble and you know it's it wasn't so much a part. It's it's we're almost past laughing at them now. I, didn't get me wrong, that'll be a long long time before <laughs> that actually happens. But it, it, you know, in terms of games like yesterday, you're expecting them to drop points now. You know, you're you're no. There was no surprise there when they dropped points to St. Johnson. No surprise whatsoever. And it wasn't like two weeks ago when, you know, a, I think we had, was it Hearts game we were at home when they lost at Kilmarnock and there was the ecstatic celebrations. Yesterday it was just giggling. Ah, it's, it's, it's just brilliant. Now, uh, I think there's a lot of chat. I was listening to my pals on Heart and Hand uh, and they were knocking it down. There's The rumour mill is... Mind you, we got that memo when Celtic, we lost it uh, in December. The rumour mill apparently on the other side is going strong that it was some big bust-up in Dubai. Uh, and, that, and that explains everything, uh, why they've come back and been, been playing crap. I, I just think it's uh, they're reverting to the to the mean. I think they overperformed in the first half of the season to where they should be, and this is them um, just, you know, everything reverts to the mean over the long term. Uh, but... About what you guys have talked about Dubai, I think there was certainly busing from what I heard, but I don't know if they were up or down. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I wonder actually because I, I think I think they've staked everything. They staked everything this on this year. I think this is the year that they, and it's just hard to think how do they come back next year because there's no way, there's no way, Gerard. Is there next year? I mean, he can't afford it for that to happen, because two years without a success, you can just about kind of explain away in terms of resources, da da da. Um, a hard one to explain away in terms of resources, but he cannot allow, or his agent cannot allow him to have three years up in Scotland without winning anything. So. Oh. The difference is he might have fancied himself to go to a mid-table Premier League team if he'd gone, you know, over the window there. He could have moved to whatever West Ham or whatever. But it's you know he's going to struggle to get a Premier League team next year if he if he moves to England. He might have to go to the Championship, but he has to go. You if if I'm him and if I'm his agent, you know, I'm getting out of town because. They've already they've already spent their transfer budget. I mean, they've they've still got to pay. They've got another deposit in uh, what do you call them, Kent, and then they've got to pay another another uh, down payment in the the getting better every week. He doesn't play Hellander, so I mean, that's about three million they've spent right away before they do anything. And and they've got this sort of theory that you know Morelos is going to go for twenty five. He's not. We've rubbished this one every week. He's getting worse by the week. And he's getting fatter by the week. And your your thing about him reverting to the mean, if you look at his his record at Ibrox, this is his third season, he scores nearly all his goals in the first half of the season. And then he doesn't do anything in the second half. And that's what's happening this year as well. The uh he they might not get anything for him. Because apart from something well won't won't be a lot won't be anywhere near what they think they're gonna get. Well, obviously not, but that was never the case. But but you know, just in a strictly footballing sense, decent, decent enough. Um, but he's a problem around the place. Again, I was listening to some of what I can't remember what it was, but you know, apparently he's in a bad mood again. He's just sullen. You just don't. If I'm a coach, 
or a manager or a teammate. I, you just don't want people like that around. And that, you know, that gets well, out. Go on, Paul. See, the one thing, sorry, one thing, <laughs> as strange as it sounds, I've got a degree of sympathy for him at the moment because if you look at what, how they've managed what's going on with him uh, or what allegedly is going on with him off the park, uh, they've used him as a pawn, Yes, we think. To, 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 to fight some phony media war with Celtic. Uh, they've been shown up for it. If you're him, I mean, you're his agent, you must be looking at that going, what the hell do I want to do anything for these guys for if that's how they're going to treat me? Uh, which is great. I mean, I'm delighted to see it. But the, the other thing I was going to say was, you know, two seasons ago or three seasons ago, however long it was, Warburton was about to be the England manager, remember? Yeah. When he was leading <laughs> them the championship, get manager of the year for winning the championship. So if you're Warburton or if you're Kachinha, who left Rangers to go and win a championship in, in a, a South American league or Central American league, you must be looking going, how the hell is Gerrard getting more than two years when I go 15 months? Because arguably, those both those guys came into that job with more experience than Gerrard's got. They've obviously not got his, his football and reputation as a player, uh, however you want to take that. Uh, but, you know, they're a mess, absolute mess. And I, I don't know, I can't see him being there nice. I, I, I truly hope he is. It'd oh, be great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. thought of him, I'd like to failure. It's just hilarious. What are you saying, Ren? I'd like him to stay. Uh, I, I just think he's uh, he looks more and more clueless by the week and I think if I was a player for him I'd be totally pissed off by the fact that he throws them all under the bus every week it's never his fault he, uh, he's happy with, you know when they beat Braga last week for example he was you know it's all about him all the time um, and Bran Gerrard uh, and he Every week, every time they lose, he he it just he names the players. I mean, just and you get to me. Oh, it's honest and it's refreshing. It's not for a player. You 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 don't want slated in public. Um, I, I don't. Who, who got it yesterday? I didn't hear him. Uh, Katic got it yesterday. Oh, I saw. Uh, I mean, he, to be fair, he was absolutely brutal. Um, but you know, it's just that I wish Hellander was fit. I mean, that that guy's a donkey. <laughs> but it's because I mean he, he's so slow it's unbelievable but because he's not playing he's now he's now getting uh, you know, his mythological proportions of how good a player he is and two weeks ago he was bumming up Edmondson or what a player he was and then he made a mistake against I think it was Hamilton and he binned him so he's now slated Katic and Goldson and he's probably going to have to play the two of them in Portugal on Wednesday Um. Which is which is good fun. I mean, nearly went in the fascio, which is nice there. But I mean, I, I'm I'm quite happy to see him slating all the players. But if I was a player for him, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd want to. Uh, I don't think I would try a leg for him. To be honest, he's he's, 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 more he's come up here. He's treated Scottish football as a work placement. He's he's thought he's going to walk up here and everybody's just going to fall over because that's his experiences. Well. He's, he's quite used to falling <laughs> over himself. He's, he's, certainly, he's certainly used to people falling at his feet because of his reputation, but it means nothing. He was, he was, you know, he was his Liverpool under eighteen manager, uh, and and his star player was Ryan Kent. So, you know, well, I hope he stays for 
I hope he sees his contract out. I, I hope he signs another one. And <laughs> he's just he's absolutely hilarious. It's I, I agree with the thing about if if you're a player playing for Rangers, uh, well, Mengi anyway, but. If you've got a manager that's just you know fine you make a mistake you're under the bus that day, it's 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 no good management. It's just ridiculous. But I'm not sure how much a manager he actually is. As we've said before, you know obviously Michael Beale's the tactical genius. So what does Stevie G actually do? The um yeah I, I, twelve minute team talks that are working perfectly as I think you'll find from his eight, Daily Mail article. Eight, eight, eight to twelve minutes. Yep. to be precise. The, yeah, um, the and I just oh, again I, I'm not going to we're not going to talk about but financially I, I I just don't see how it works for them and you know I think our big our big challenge for the summer is is hanging on to Edward if we can persuade well, Edward well, I just what well, Lawrence can I just ask did 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 they're, uh, did they're begging letter for a strip manufacturer hit America uh, I haven't seen anything yet any, any other suppliers no any big any big American shirt suppliers on Facebook. Looking for any begging letters to be a strip supplier next but year. I tell you, my uh, for uh, for McKellar, my mate Tim up at TMB Sports, he does uh, he does t-shirts for me. He makes t-shirts for me up at for McKellar. Maybe I maybe Tim will put an offer in for the Rangers. Give him a bell. Give him a bell. They're, they're, they're looking yeah. for. You did McKellar t-shirts. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's still hunting, Lawrence. Right, he's still hunting. Paul, I'll get one to you. What is it? Triple XL. I just, I, I think we're doing four birth tents now. We want one of those. <laughs> get it up, you. Uh, if if <laughs> man put in a bulk order, eh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, here, before I forget, we're all over the place. Here. I'm just looking. Celtic reserves beat Hibernian today, uh, and so that's through the final. The team? Oh, that's. What I was just about. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, Hughes, I don't know. El Hamed, Church. Held, held. Is that how you pronounce it? Welsh, Soro, Karamoko, who apparently was unbelievable. Uh, Luca Connell, Klimala, by three belt. What is he thinking? Playing a reserve game, he must be like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, Henderson and Arzani. That's unbelievable, isn't it, for a reserve team on a Monday afternoon? Yeah. Uh, I can't. I, again, there's a bunch of guys on Twitter. Can't wait to see uh, Dembele playing in the first team. I mean, it's, it's... I can't. I can't wait to see what Johnny McFarlane values that team at. To be oh. honest, <laughs> leave the boy alone. He's 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 in mourning. Anyway, back yeah. to the game. Two uh, one. That was a matter of time, really. Um, the that was a bit Ronnie Corbett there, Lawrence, uh, well, wasn't it? You know, sort of a big twenty minute. Deviation. I know that. I know that. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, back to the main topic. <laughs> So uh, two one. Um, I, I, did we uh, again? This is pathetic. Um, so the power gets sent off. I thought that was a bit soft, uh, to be honest. Two soft yellow cards. Agreed. I mean, obviously he's a dirty bastard. Should have been set. He should have been set. But see what Paul's Paul's fairly sanguine view about the penalty. Power should have been sent off at Rugby Park. So you live by the sword, you're going to die by it. So. Uh, tough and he clattered them again so I, I know he got the ball but that doesn't really matter in this day and age who, who uh, was it on McGregor I can't remember it was on Frimpong again oh, on Frimpong again uh, he, he's trying he's trying he's trying to leave a message and he's trying you know you were talking about Frimpong I think he's just played himself back in I'm I'm thinking he's mate like Paul he's maybe not 100% fit 
and he's just trying to see see himself through the game just now. He tried to do him again. So Frimpong maybe saw it coming this time, whereas he didn't the last time. And it maybe didn't look as bad as it was, but you know, to me he deserved to go. What, what it, it's one of the ones. I mean, I thought the first one was a booking, definitely. The second one, yeah, it looked at the time. I saw the telly pictures last night, but why why even bother flying into that tackle the way he did when you're on a booking right in the middle of the park? Frimpong wasn't going anywhere at that point. Ah, it was. I don't think the boy's the brightest, so. Yeah. When you're going to hit a guy at eight stone after, after the rugby park thing, to be honest. When you hit a wee guy at eight stone, he's going to fly up near just because he's so light. And you're right, Paul, he, he didn't have to do it. It's the old cliche. He gave the ref a decision to make. And uh, I think he actually got it right. The uh, What I don't understand is why isn't there somebody, one of the senior players on, uh, on the Celtic team, putting one on power? I, I don't understand that. You know, take take a booking, but really just do him. Try and do his cruciates or something. Or not do that. You know what I mean, though? I, I, I don't... Well, Brown's kind of... He's such a marked man. I don't think Brown can do it. But somebody like McGregor... McGregor's not above putting a foot in somewhere. Eh, or or Julian. I'd just like to see him. Somebody... Because Power's at it. Every time he plays against us, he's... You know, somebody needs to... Somebody needs to put one on him, I think. Uh, are, Power are, and Dicker get booked every big game they play because that's the way they play. They just kick people. Um, they they are they are hammer throwers. Um, I mean, they're organised and hard working, but they're no frightened to taking a yellow card. Um, and uh, you know, I, 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 to me, he deserved it. So I, I, yes, it looked didn't look as bad in the TV, but in real time at the game because it was right in front of us. I thought it was a yellow card. Anyway, that was him off. Amazingly, they still played with two up front, talking about Kamikaze. I was like, what? Um, anyway, it was a matter of time. Griffith scored. Uh, good, Actually, a good goal, wasn't it? Yep. Edward uh, played it through to Christie, and he rolled it across the face of the goal. And Griffiths had a tap-in. But, of course, if you listen to Neil McCann and Stephen Thompson and sports scene, it was all about the disastrous defending uh, rather than the good passing and movement. But uh, it was a great goal, and it, you know, and it was good. That, that's uh, although Griffiths has been back in form and doing better. That was, that's his first goal at Parkhead since August, so Is it? it's been a long time coming. Hey, yep, he hadn't talk- scored at home. He hadn't scored at home since, since the break. Um, so before I forget, sports scene. Did you hear McCann's comment when they, they asked him that? And Jonathan Sunderland said something like, "Surely Celtic can, you know, can be caught now." And McCann's saw, it was along the lines of even the biggest optimist could not see that happening. Good, good spot. I spotted that as well. That was unbelievable, yeah. wasn't it? What a fucking arsehole. Hey. Oh, <laughs> apologies. But honestly, I just it was one of the ones you could how did he get away with that? It's you know you know, impartiality. Oh, it's uh, I know I spotted that as well. I could I honestly couldn't believe it. I'm thinking maybe I've misheard that or his facility with the English language is on a par with mine, and he's got all mangled up, and he's thinking. Yeah. Um, well, if you if you look at the if you look at the opening scene when sports scene starts and they sort of pan the three, you can actually tell that we've won and they haven't. It's just the two of them. They're two hut and hun mugshots. It's fantastic. Somebody, just, uh, somebody watch said it again. Somebody sent the by the minute Celtic Twitter feed a picture of Chris Boyd. 
a picture of him, uh, he's like, like a close-up of his face yesterday and a close-up of his face after the game at Celtic Park in December. It's the boy looks as if his family's just, he's just found out his family's going down in a, an airplane or something like that. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And the, the other one that's doing the rounds again is he's uh, after the, the 29th when he was saying about all the away games that we would struggle with. Oh, on. that's brilliant. Absolutely. Mystic, brilliant. Mystic Boydie. He, uh, of course, um, I'm looking here, goal difference. That is, Paul, this is unbelievable. We are now 20 goals ahead of them. That is astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's your extra point, isn't it? I mean, on the unlikely event that we did drop any points... I think it's Remy said a few weeks ago, that's your insurance policy. But the turnaround, I think start of the year we were well, a couple of goals, wasn't it? Maybe one, maybe two after the, the, the New Year game. Uh, but that, that just shows the way that we're playing and it shows the way that, that they're leaking goals. You know, when they do win games and you know, unusually it's a, a 2-1 or a 1-0 or something, whereas I think three seems to be our continuing average, isn't it? We're, we're, with the exception of Thursday night, we've We've pretty much scored two or three in every game, or four. So, yeah, we're, we're banging them in. And that's... Forget that five against Hearts, Paul. Ah, true. Uh, and you hear them on the phone-ins and all that. Uh, the league's not over. I mean, they're like these Japanese boys stuck in the jungle still thinking the Second World War's on. The, it's, I think they know now the way. It's, well... It's, 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 even the defiance angle's gone now. It's, it's just getting to, to pure Lord Ho-Ho stuff. It's just ridiculous. The, but can you imagine the turnaround that would need to happen for that? You know, that would need to take place for anything close to that happening. The, you know, we they are playing absolute mince week in week out mince, and we are yeah. battering and they teams. Are, they are playing well, Lawrence. Is that although the the teams have dropped points to, with the exception of Aberdeen, who have been pretty dreadful of late. Are all in the bottom six. That's right. Um, I think they beat Livingston in the top six, and I think that's it. Um, yeah, and Livingston hit the post in the last minute. We'd have got a draw. The uh, so it's it's just you know it's not going to happen. It's it just can't happen. Uh, they cannot turn around their form to the extent that's required, and we cannot. We just simply can't. We would need to be playing at Lou Macari levels of Celtic. <laughs> To... We need a blue McCarry level of players as well. <laughs> um, uh, it's, you look at the bench yesterday. Yesterday wasn't even our strongest bench, and in Cham, in Cham and Forest weren't on it uh, or Brown, right? So there's three players that you know of the, of the of the last six weeks are starters every week. They weren't even on the bench. The great Johnny Hayes wasn't in the bench. You know, but we, we, we our squad depth is massive, um, and most of them. Most of them are contributing, and that's before we even get to our two new signings. The um, so it's, uh, it's you know they they can't turn that around. They can't. That's the thing, Paul. Well, you you brought it up earlier. A family who would take that job? Who would take their job in the summer? Looking at the 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 difference in resources, you know, both financial and player wise, you know, depth of squad. Who, who's going to take that job? The, the only Foster. The, the, the only person I some somebody said me that last night, Foster and Ruth Davidson is a, a sort of <laughs> dream team, but uh I think to be perfectly it's by what I was saying I think before we go on the call that the it's a degree of staunchness is what's required now because they're not going to be able to get quality 
uh, if we do assume that the Gerrard's going to pack it and either be mutually consented or he's going to you know parachute into a you know a, I was going to say Derby County but that's that, he'll not go there because that's where Lampard goes but he might go down that route as you said Lawrence go down the Championship or whatever but I think it then becomes is that the time that McInnes finally you know gets over his concomitant worries and, and joins them or alternatively do they just really bite the bullet and go to Kelty Harps and agree a compensation deal for Barry <laughs> The uh, well, if, if do you think Barry could afford the pay cut and give up his daily record column, uh, I, I don't know. But Bob Malcolm might need to keep the ice cream van going. The, <laughs> the who, who I'm trying to think who the other, uh, yeah, it's 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 just a, it's hard to see. Well, well, Tommy, right? Tom, because we'd, well, will McInnes do the dirty on his best mate? Because uh, when the last time that was one of the big objections that was Tony Doherty. Uh, had a wrong, had a funny sounding name. We didn't like that name. Uh, so, and they were mad about right, that. Right, he, see, even even a, a daft mental hun, right? And and well, to be fair, most of them are <laughs> knows knows they're not going to win the league next year. So, I, I would sit and say, I don't want to be the one that's associated with the other team doing ten. So, I, I think they really struggle to. They probably need to go and get somebody foreign again who hasn't got an absolute who I mean they've lost it in Stuart McCall he's away at Bradford again so you know it's all the big names are tumbling uh, actually I wouldn't you've got no, some... money. Uh, no money no money yeah you're there you've got no money uh, you've got no money and you need to turn it down I mean you for... everybody forgets how much money Jansen spent to rebuild Celtic at the time and you're sitting they've got no money we've got far better players we've got a far better pitch We've got, and we've got money in the bank. We can go out in the summer and buy two or three really good players, even if Edward goes. Um. Anyway, we'll see. Well, we might hopefully get some more money, uh, although it's not about the money. Uh, game on Thursday night at Celtic Park uh, against Copenhagen. Return leg, 1-1. Uh, you both going, Paul? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Uh, looking forward to it. It's... Uh... I've overcome my hatred of the Europa League this season, so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you're, big, you're a big glory hunting bugger. You? Uh, that's what he is. He is. Absolutely, it's you know it's it's, it's the it's the, the premier <laughs> premier trophy in European football. Uh, so no, it, it, we'll be fine on on Thursday. I think uh, the atmosphere should be great, and there'll be a bit of party atmosphere after there. Absolute pumping on Wednesday night, I would imagine. So I'm quietly optimistic for. For us for Thursday. The, uh, they drew yesterday. I say I thought, again, after the game, talking to a few of their fans, they were, I think they were pleasantly surprised they got out of there. They shouldn't have got out of there, actually. I can't, see, looking back on it, we should have been three up. It was unbelievable. When, when Edward scored the third goal, the first chance was, oh my God. Second one was a bit more, you know, could have got it, couldn't have, you know, but we should we should have buried them. They were quite. They played pretty well in the second half, um, as good as they could possibly play. According to their fans, they were delighted with a one-one. But I can't. You know, if we're at it, um, get at them early. They're a very limited team, Rem. Very limited. Yeah. Even even when they were on top in the second half, they they didn't create a lot. I mean, Foster had 
the save for the penalty. He didn't have a lot of great, a lot of saves to pull off. No, he didn't. No. But we still missed the best chances. Their keeper pulled off a couple of good saves, and McGregor took the wrong option when he should have played Edward or, or Forreston. But Edward, for me, we could have won that game three or four one, no problem. Um. No, I think uh, again they're not. It's not like they're. Did we play AIK Stockholm this year in uh, one of the? Who did we play before we got knocked out by Clues? Was it Stockholm? Can't I remember. Sarajevo. we played the name Nomi Kadju was the other right. team. Well, they're, they're they're kind of a bit like I thought they were a bit. I think they're a bit like slightly up a slight upgrade on Motherwell. You know, Stockholm in, was the team we beat. The, uh, was it not that maybe beat the Europa League qualifier uh, playoff thing? Um, regardless, whatever uh, they're in that kind of level. Um, so, I, and I think well, they sold their best players. I think I think their number ten looked decent, and the big boy, the boy who scored the goal, again that was Joy and Doy. I think he's a decent enough player. Well, somebody told me he should have got sent off, and I never saw. It's hard to see everything, and when you're when you're actually at the game, Rem, you might not understand that. But um, there you go. The um, <laughs> <laughs> was, um, it, was it not weird to see players running past you and they weren't buffering? Uh, oh, by the way, Coach Sebo in the warm-ups. How bad is he? Coach, oh, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, he looks like a typical goalie that thinks he can play outfield. Hopeless. Uh, the pick is a team for Thursday night, Paul. Uh, I, I, I'm fairly certain it will be similar-ish to... Uh, to, to Sunday's team for I think my change if they're fit I don't think Brown will make it I've got a wee bit inside knowledge on that one and uh, despite Lennon talking it up I'm, I'm fairly certain Brown will not make it so I think it'll be probably uh, a similar three in the middle whether it's you might swap Rogic for Sham but uh, if Sham's got any doubt about him I think it'll be the same three I think the likely change is Forrest I think Forrest will probably come in on the right I do think we'll play the three at the back and it'll be the same three so I think pretty much same team but Frimpong out and, and Forrest in and potentially Sham in for Rogic uh, Well I would hope that because they're nothing but they're nothing if, they're, if not a little bit rugged the Danish crowd uh, I think Again, Rogic can handle himself, but you would think a bit more physicality from the Cham. We're not losing much in a technical sense, you know, in a creative sense. That's the beauty of Cham. He, he he can sort of take care of both sides of it. Uh, so hopefully he'll be back. Uh, I, I, Brown, I, I tell you what, I I wonder about that. Uh, he looked well. He never, as Lennon said, he never comes off. But he looked, he limped past us at the end of the game. Actually, it was that was one interesting. That he stayed in the he stayed on the bench till the end of the game, so maybe that's if it's if it's really bad, then they they go into the dressing room and get looked after. So maybe maybe that's a that's a good sign. I, I might I might need to defer to Paul's East Coast contacts, but the guy told me this morning says Brown's definitely playing in Thursday. All right. So so it's amazing. <laughs> Different contacts everybody's got. <laughs> you hear different things. Aye, but I was told he will play, but he might not see the game out. But he will start, is what I was told. I, I, I don't think he. Well, I don't think he'd be a big. I, I like McGregor in there. I think McGregor would do a job there, uh, and a good job as a as a captain as well. It's amazing the level of respect, and he's he's earned it. Within terms of his performances, the level of respect he gets from. And I saw an interview with Lennon talking about precisely this. Uh, I think he'd do a job as a captain and he'd do a job 
in that in that pivot role. Um, so, so what do you think then if you if you take that the the paper talk that Rogers is going to bid twenty five million for him this summer? What do you do then? Oh well, it depends what he wants to do, I guess. Isn't exactly. It? If yep. he wants to go, I, I think that's a made-up paper number because it's almost it's 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 interesting that twenty-five just happens to equal the club record. You know, it's uh, I don't think there's any science applied to that at all. I think people are putting two and two together, knowing that how much McGregor, uh, McGregor's you know uh, coveted by Rogers. He might well come back for him, but he'll not get him for twenty-five. You look what English players are going for. I think that's the thing about. Uh, the likes of Dembele potentially going to Man United for 80 odd million you can point to the Van Dijk thing you know players do leave Scotland undervalued and yeah. I think Celtic are a wee bit wise to that now so if you don't need to sell them then why sell them unless you get I, I a really stupid money offer the same article said that the reason they were buying McGregor is they're selling Madison for 80 million I mean come on well they're selling or replacing like for like uh, 26 year old he's 26 um, f- usually if you're spending if an English club is investing that amount of money they want a kind of younger age profile don't they do they uh, I don't know 25 million for, for Callum McGregor would you take I, it Paul would I take 25 for McGregor uh-huh. no no I wouldn't um, I mean why if you don't need to sell him that's what I'm saying if, if Celtic suddenly needed the cash for some you know, unspecified reason. Then fair enough, but we we I'd rather have the player. You've got I, see. I think the timing's interesting. You guys were just talking about a minute ago and being talked up as the next captain. That that's really interesting. That's came out in the last two three weeks. It's almost a sort of heading off at the pass as well as uh, sort of nodding towards Brown's future. And yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it'll be you know like any other transfer. If somebody offers a, the magic number. Like, then comes down to the player if he wants to go. McGregor might think at some point he fancies the Premiership, but I'm I'm not sure. I think I think McGregor can see what Celtic could become, and you know, twenty five cheap for as you say, Madison eighty million quid, and some of the other numpties that are going for ridiculous money down there. McGregor's better than most of them. The well, we took we sold uh, Tierney. We sold Tierney, but Tierney wanted to go. He wanted to go. I think, exactly. I think that's the difference. Tierney had been wanting to go for a year before that, so that that's the difference. You actually get to a point, and you also look with hindsight, and, and I don't mean it's in any way disparaging towards Tierney, but he barely played for us last year, and he's barely played this year. So you actually think Celtic probably cashed out at the right time on Tierney, if if you want to look at it that way. I'd rather have kept Kieran Tierney. I thought Kieran Tierney was a fabulous player for us, but twenty five million pound for a player that's played what seven games this season. And played maybe fifteen last season. Back and loan, back and loan next year if he's fit, because they've I, replaced him with that boy Saka, and he's meant to be a superstar. So I don't think he's going to end there. Last last week, uh, last week's paper talk was that Leicester were also going to sell Chilwell, and he was going, he was going to buy. Guess how much he was going to pay for Tierney? Twenty-five million quid. Funnily enough, so uh, you know you don't know what to believe in the papers, but. I could see Rodgers wanting these players back. He obviously looks at them and says players, albeit Tierney and, and McGregor, as far as I'm concerned, are Ronnie Dyler's players. So, uh, you know, let's see. I, I don't think McGregor would go and, and I don't think Celtic would sell him for 25 million quid. I'd be very, very surprised. Uh, I think we're a bit wiser to the value of players now. And the same 
you know, we've not talked about Edward, but you know, my, my wee mate Jim's got a theory that Edward's missing all these open goals at the moment because he wants to make sure he stays for the ten, <laughs> which, which I can absolutely see. But, uh, but no, I, I, the other thing, Edward, the, the one that we probably sold in the cheap was Dembele. Yeah. And that was because it was a last minute, you know, 11 o'clock at the last night of the transfer window and the relationship had broken down irreparably with Rodgers and we'll no, we'll no go over that again. But we, we kind of... We'll, 